Welcome to edition number 19 of the Voice of Retail podcast for the week of November 26th, 2018. I'm your host, Michael LeBlanc. I actually remember to say that this week. Founder of M.E. LeBlanc Company, and this podcast is brought to you in conjunction with Retail Council of Canada and generously sponsored by Stream Commerce, North America's fastest-growing Shopify Plus agency. Learn more at streamcommerce.com. All right, let's, uh, let's jump right in. A uh, busy week, as you'd imagine, Cyber Week, Cyber Monday week. Uh, shout out to uh, my good friend Scott uh, Silverman from uh, from X of Shop.org and NR- NRF, who uh, invented that term, helped invent that term. Uh, to uh, you know, when dot com was uh, slipping a bit, gave a little bit of topspin. Funny to look back now and think of that uh, that dot com needed any kind of topspin or its own holiday. We'll see how that evolves over time. Uh, but uh, you know, merchants like the opportunity to. Um, to rally around another uh, point and a holiday event, and consumers seem to like it. I've heard, uh, I've seen some strong numbers coming out of Cyber Monday, um, and we'll see how the numbers shake out uh, for Canada, but too early uh, to tell uh, in terms of uh, performance, but uh, we'll see how that shakes out. But anyway, Cyber Monday liked by or enjoyed by, according to a recent survey by Retail Council Canada, about 30% of Canadians said they'd participate. So uh, compare that to you know Boxing Day with 35 percent and uh, Black Friday at 40 percent. Still quite a significant holiday when you get 30 percent of Canadians doing anything uh, and thinking about shopping. That's good news. So um, more on that to follow. So let's uh, in, in the news this week. Loblaws from CBC. Loblaws cranks up self serve checkout with apps that scan items while you shop. I haven't had the chance to do this. I've tried it in other places, but I'm looking forward to. Uh, giving it a whirl. So this is your a BYOD, bring your own device kind of self-checkout where you're checking out uh, by scanning individual items and then uh, believe it takes a, uh, uses an app and then you put it in your shopping cart and then um, and then I think it produces a barcode that you then you scan at a kiosk to pay out. So it's not uh, Amazon Go, um, but it probably also doesn't cost a million dollars to to put in as they talked about Amazon Go technology. So uh, it's kind of neat. I mean, you know, I've been interviewed a couple of times on self-serve technologies, and there's this big spectrum from self-serve to full-serve, and and this sits somewhere in the middle. It's not for everyone. Um, You know, if you're picking up one or two items and you got your phone handy, scan it and go. Uh, So that's kind of fun. Certainly, you know, what I appreciate is all all experiments in trying to make this happen. I remember running a store of the future 20 years ago or 15 years ago for HBC, it was it was tough, right? Because you had to equip the consumers with a device. And right away, whether it's a scanner or a symbol or whatever it was, a kiosk, a mobile kiosk strapped with duct tape to a, to a shopping cart, you had to equip the customers with a device. And that was a whole other layer of, of, of hassle and, and challenge. You know, so I think the opportunity to do this uh, with devices that are in everyone's hands, kind of intriguing. Uh, some places it's worked well. Uh, Walmart, for example, in the U.S., uh, rolled it back. Uh, their customers didn't love it. They loved other things, many other things that they did. But the whole scan it myself and check out myself wasn't much loved. But um, you know, just because it doesn't work there, doesn't work in that format, doesn't mean it's not going to be uh, loved. And it's a pretty easy thing to to roll out. Uh, so good, cost effective initiative. 
this from a CBC, good article on CBC. By the way, most of these, if not all of these articles, are taken from RCC's Retail This Week uh, e-newsletter, the biggest e-newsletter in uh, in Canada. I put this together each and every week, 51 weeks. I take one week off of the year, uh, and it is available free of charge. Just visit retailcouncil.org or visit uh, my LinkedIn page or my website at uh, meleblanc.co, and you'll find uh, a ways to sign up for that. Uh, also, in the news, for anyone out there who's a, a brand or anyone who's in a retail with private brand, the Canadian Grand Prix new product awards uh, de- uh, deadlines are coming up to submit your product, uh, both food, non-food, and private label. Uh, if you don't know anything about uh, these Canadian Grand Prix new product awards, they're really, really a, a, a very well. I was so impressed when I joined and, and participated. Uh, you know, a judging group of judges are pulled together in a room in Montreal at, at a. a Everyone is served, from a food perspective, everyone is served the same thing at the same time. So you can imagine the scale. There's like 20, 25 judges. So you can imagine the scale. But what it does is level the playing field, right? So instead of sending you know, food home or directly to judges and the judges cook in or don't cook or overcook or undercook or don't follow directions or they try and follow directions and their oven isn't you know, exactly calibrated. So you'd get such variety of judging because people would experience different things in the Canadian Grand Prix Awards, that's not the case. Everyone tastes, judges, uh, all the product cooked exactly the same way. It's really well done. So uh, I encourage anyone there who um, who is a brand, who has a product to to submit, uh, and uh, it gets ranked. And then if you make it to finalists, you get some really nice profile in front of retailers. And that's not always easy to come by. Uh, I recall uh, one occasion when one of the winners, one of the local winners, um, was, was celebrating at their table and, and the, the president of Costco walked over and gave them her card and said, you know, call me. Uh, so, you know, you don't get it and you don't get leads any better than that. So uh, anyway, uh, speaking of grocery, urban grocery stores squeezing into tight spaces. This is from the Globe and Mail. Nice article here about a 13,000 square foot organic garages store in uh, an area of Toronto um, where there's uh, so much, so, you know, so much density coming along and, and, these grocery stores uh, have narrower aisles, less assortment, uh, but offer uh, a nice uh, a nice variety in a very urban setting. I think this is one of the reasons I was at the uh, uh, Canadian uh, Grocer event, a thought leadership event. Mike Medline was talking about uh, the rationale, <clears throat> amongst other things, for buying uh, fine, buying Farm Boy, and one of them was it was a really nice urban format, and I think that gives some variety to uh, to Sobe. So I think uh, it's a good. Uh, it's a good strategy, of course, as in, you know, of course, in the more urban stores where the traditional grocery store format doesn't quite fit. Next up, we've got uh, pick to fight with labor. Unions block mail trucks. So the Canada Post uh, issue strike was uh, Canada Post was legislated back to work noon on Tuesday of this week. Uh, they did uh, threaten uh, while they couldn't do anything that other unions would come to their support. A little bit of action on that we've seen already out in Vancouver, where other labor unions blocked access to the uh, all very important Vancouver uh, Vancouver package handling facility. Uh, you know, I don't know. I've got my packages this week. Been uh, happy to see the packages flowing. I know um, all retailers are breathing a sigh of relief. Had the opportunity to talk with uh, Global TV on that this week. Uh, and really, it was, uh, you know, we needed to, f- we as Retail Council, me as their spokesperson, uh, one of their spokespeople, persons, uh, needed to get involved to get the packages flowing to save holiday uh, and breathing a sigh of relief now that that's happening. So uh, confidence in the men and women of Canada Post. They're going to do their best to make sure and uh, clear that backlog 
and uh, and deliver. They're going to do their best to do that. And I think, uh, you know, it's good to see packages moving again and that not being uh, the issue of the day. So we've got other things to talk about. That from an article in the National Post. Uh, late breaking news that we wound up uh, fitting into the uh, Retail This Week e-news. Sleep Country buying, acquiring startup Endy for $89 million. So interesting deal. There's a couple articles on that. Um, this one here is from the Star. And there's one in... Uh, National Post uh, Saturday edition, uh, which I'm quoted in talking about how there's a market share up for grabs in general in the category with the departure of Sears. Sears was such a strong player in uh, in home, uh, particularly in uh, in, a, in big ticket uh, and the mattresses, which are uh, the more profitable element of home. But in general, I thought a good move when I saw that Saturday, you know, made sense to me, felt, felt like the right thing to do uh, for Sleep Country they do have their own uh, mattress in a box product. I think it's called Bloom. Uh, so they did have a compete competitive product, but uh, maybe they're thinking that uh, you know millennials aren't thinking sleep country when they're thinking uh, buying. So there's a whole category of uh, of consumers that they uh, are missing. So it's a great opportunity for sleep country. Uh, talking about uh, not unlike how Sobeys is going to run Farm Boy, let Farm Boy run. And be great at what it was great. Keep the brand uh, feels like. And uh, Sleep Country is saying they're going to do the same thing with Endy. Uh, they might have some efficiencies in the back end, but generally let Endy run and do what it's good at, which is uh, marketing to millennials. They seem to be on a nice run. So uh, congrats to both uh, the founders of Endy uh, for a nice deal and for Sleep Country for recognizing that opportunity. Uh, Canada's cannabis shortage. Uh, we're reading all about that this week and last week. Um, it is, uh, there's just, it continues to be shortages, um, in Alberta, they've actually stopped issuing retail licenses and, uh, they've put in new procedures, uh, for example, where they are, uh, how, uh, they're allocating their product because, uh, you know, the retailers are, are camping out 24 by seven online, watching for inventory to be loaded in and grabbing it. So they're doing some allocation work. Um, so, uh, it will, um, it says here, even in this article from the Calgary Herald, that National Access Cannabis has 17, has 17 stores and a team of five watching 24-7 for new, uh, new inventory that pops up online. Uh, so, you know, early days, but choppy for sure between the Canada Post strike. Uh, not that all provinces used Canada Post. Some uh, used uh, vendors like Perlator, but um, but choppy in the early days for sure. Uh, so it's probably... You know, spring until that all equals out, and then um, very quickly after, then Ontario stores come online. So you know, it's probably a year by the, the look of things uh, until the whole supply demand thing starts to even level out, and then wham comes edibles. Uh, we expect, I would expect to see first cut of some legislation coming out of Health Canada around uh, cannabis edibles soon uh, for consultation. Uh, the uh, Original timeline was a year after uh, the release of, uh, of uh, recreational cannabis uh, dry and, and, and seeds and oil. Not that there's any seeds to be found, by the way. There's another shortcoming. From the Toronto Star, first time shoplifters won't be charged by Toronto police in pilot program. This is a bit of a gnarly one. The, the pilot program is called Stop Shop Theft. Uh, allows uh, privately employed theft prevention officers, that's the LP folks in retail, to release an accused after details of the incident are called in. And uh, they check, I believe, for a background check and check for any uh, any warrants, outstanding warrants. Um, so, uh, you know, the, the difference is that uh, the police departments are uh, busy, uh, busy to the point where they, in many jurisdictions, call and release, uh, call, release 
do press release say, listen, we're not coming. So it puts the retailers in a bit of a bind for sure. Legislatively in the criminal code, it talks about uh, the, the deliver forthwith that uh, retailers must deliver uh, to, to police uh, services. Uh, so it's, you know, it, it, it results in things like eight, nine, 10 hour waits. Uh, and of course, so that means the retail has to host the shoplifter for that amount of time, even feeding them. Uh, because if not, that creates a whole other range of trouble. So this is a bit of a gnarly one. I know um, Sonny Barrar, uh, experienced uh, loss prevention HR uh, expert from Retail Council Canada, is uh, is leading this uh, and having these discussions with uh, Retail Council's loss prevention advisory council. So uh, more to follow on that, no doubt. Uh, inside Muji's largest flagship store, this from uh, Craig's uh, Retail Insider. Um, it, I stopped into the store actually this week. Very, very impressive. I mean, Muji started out on their Dundas store the first time I experienced it, and then in the New York Times building in New York. You know, it's a small. It was a smaller format, a uh, bit of apparel, lots of great, interesting products. Uh, this, uh, you know, there's another location at Yorkdale which is bigger, but this one is huge. It's it's a couple of levels, nineteen thousand square feet. Uh, really stands out. What really stands out is is apparel. That's really what you're greeted on when you first walk in the floor or in the door uh, off uh, Dundas Street right across from the Eaton Center. It's a really impressive store. Uh, lots of fun stuff. Uh, there's coffee bars. You know, it's, it's uh, apparently Muji's largest flagship outside of Asia, Asia. So really, again, a testament to Toronto's strength and, and attractiveness in terms of attracting international retailers. Uh, retail around the world. Let's move on from uh, outside of that. So there's a great article that uh, in here from Forbes, which is every result you need to know from Black Friday, Cyber Monday, and the holiday season so far. So it's a nice um, accumulation of all the statistics. I had a chance to listen to NRF's uh, call, and it seems that the the traffic was generally down, sales were down on the days themselves, Black Friday, Cyber Monday. I think to some degree the American retailers have cooked their own goose a little bit. Uh, the event is t- is losing its attraction in terms of being a special event in a couple of ways, but mostly because um, you know a lot of retailers are jumping the gun way too early and carrying it on way too late, and that the the day itself loses a special panache. So I think it's really a waste of an opportunity. Uh, hopefully, uh, you know it's a newer opportunity, and and retailers in Canada can learn the lessons. But basically. You know, take a holiday and ruin it by just extending it for two weeks. Then it just becomes just another sale event. And you know, the special thing is the day and the excitement around the day. And um, you know, it's really uh, I think uh, you're starting to feel that in the U.S. where it's just you know it does certainly have a pop. And the holidays there are going to come in, and they're calling 4.3 to 4.8, which is in the high end uh, year over year growth. That's uh, year over year growth. So I think they're going to have the high end of sales. But I think they're they've um, you know, really need to think through everyone's strategy around Black Friday and Cyber Monday before it just becomes another day, really. Uh, So that would be a shame. Article here from CBC about uh, soft earnings at Tiffany. Tiffany's an interesting company because it becomes a bit of a bellwether for a couple things, one of which is the luxury market. Uh, And Tiffany's done a great job in in over the years. They've ebbed and flowed, certainly. They've done a great job of repositioning their brand. Uh, They've got great, spectacular products, but they're really growth, a lot of their growth, here in Canada and the U.S. has been uh, built on uh, on the Chinese customer, uh, the visiting customers. And, uh, you know, with the, the tenor of the conversation uh, around and between the U.S. and uh, and China, uh, I think it's starting to feel, they're starting to feel an impact, kind of a 
let's call it a canary in a coal mine where the Chinese customer is like, well, if you're going to insult me, I'm not going to come and shop. I'm losing interest in your brands. Uh, so I think we're seeing that. We're also seeing that in a different way in Canada uh, between uh, Canada and the U.S. where uh, research from Retail Council Canada told us that 87% of Canadians felt it was important to shop and spend their money in Canada. Up A full third of those folks, 35%, said it was more important than last year. And I think some of that is structural. In other words, some of that is um, is all about, uh, well, there's a Black Friday event and Cyber Monday event here. You know, the, the, lots and lots more choice. So there's no need to go down south, uh, shop in America just to find the brands I can't find. Uh, it's a hassle. It's a little harder after October 17th, by the way. Uh, thanks to uh, to cannabis, uh, and I also think that um, and I also think that there's some issues around the tenor of the conversation. Uh, get to that a bit later in USMCA or whatever it's called now, uh, where you know if you're going to insult our prime minister, you're going to insult uh, all the people who working hard to negotiate the deal. Uh, eventually, that's going to mean that Canadians are going to take a look and say, "I'm just going to spend my money here in Canada." And I think you're seeing the same thing with Chinese customers. Uh, hopefully, Canada won't uh, won't be collateral damage in that. Uh, that can, Canada will actually benefit from that. So more Chinese customers come to uh, come to Canada. We'll see. Uh, for the New York Times, fascinating article. It's probably one of the most interesting articles of the week. Really, is Sweden has pushed to get rid of cash, and it's happening so fast that they're predicting that cash could be gone from a, from from the economy in years. And in fact, interestingly. Uh, there's, I think, 4,500 Swedes who've had a microchip embedded in their hand as, as a transaction device. So imagine that, uh, 4,500. And there's a picture here where you can scan your phone over your hand and, and get your ba- account balance. And, you know, it's just a way, it's a tap and go, but it's your hand. Imagine that. It's not just your phone or your card. Uh, so that's, you know, uh, people have said, imagine if you could do that. Well, you know, the Swedes did. And it's in their it's a great article from New York Times. So um, probably one of the most interesting and intriguing articles of the week. So be sure and check that out. Um, Goodyear has got a, uh, a new concept called Roll, which is a whole new way of selling tires. So everyone should be paying attention to this for sure. It's a new store concept. It's got to be easier seen than described. But uh, I think it's one of the most exciting new store concepts in that category in a long time. Uh, and I really think uh, whether it's successful or not, uh, it is a different approach to selling, uh, so definitely should be paid attention to uh, by anyone in that category. Uh, from the drum, that was some retail wire. From the drum, uh, Avon is just trying again uh, how to rebrand for the Instagram generation. You know, the door-to-door Avon calling, 130-year-old company, uh, really a, a giant in cosmetics, but um, and more popular it seems somewhere sometimes overseas, multi you know multi-level marketing or or the kind of door to door marketing. Uh, they've really been trying over the years to try and modernize them. So they've got great products, but um, you know they're not exactly the hippest thing in the world. Uh, and that's where uh, they've got a new, newly appointed head of brand trying to map out and modernize that uh, they're offering. Um, so good luck to the folks at, uh, at Avon. Great article here from Strategy Magazine on how Indochino pl- prepares for Black Friday. Um, it was by far their biggest, uh, Peter Housley, a colleague of mine from uh, HBC Days, great uh, visionary uh, marketing leader. He's their chief revenue officer. And, of course, Drew Green, who leads the business, uh, doing great work. But in a nice detailed article here about how he marshals up the team, gets ready for Black Friday. Uh, Indochino had big Black Friday events. Uh, so an interesting read for sure. From Retail Insider, um, 
Uh, Drake General Store opens up a new location. They've got a, a new location in uh, in Toronto and Sherway, I think, uh, where they open. It's a nice, clean, uh, you know, Drake is a quirky store, and, and I think that's how they win. So uh, check out that article from a Retail Insider. Uh, they've described it here as eclectic, beat up for retail footprint for the holiday season. So I don't know if it's going to be there or if it's a pop-up, but uh, anyway, it's a nice store pop in. If you're looking for something different, it's a good destination for you. Spotlight on retail supply chain, uh, demand chain management here, article from Canadian Retailer for grocers. If you're in the grocers, check that out. Um, strategy business talks about how the last mile uh, is such an important element of the convenience, and that's around the world. So from, uh, from Toronto to Beijing, you really see the last mile uh, becoming a very, very important uh, component. Uh, comments here from Carl Littler, very, uh, Retail Council of Canada's very own Carl Littler in the Globe Mail about uh, the TPP and how uh, dairy is, um, uh, you know, the allocations are being given to, to local uh, producers. Um, and hit our Carl's quote is, we find obviously to be less than ideal. The people that buy their cheese from us are not from the producers. So uh, check that out from the Globe and Mail. Uh, spotlight on retail research. Uh, there's a couple articles here. We're just reiterating some interesting points. Boxing Day, uh, if we're looking forward to uh, the end ish of the marathon, 35% of Canadians saying they're going to participate in uh, in Black Friday, or sorry, uh, Boxing Day. Uh, BC Households, this is from Financial Post, this is some, some great research. Uh, BC Households spend the most online shopping, uh, dropping $3,369 a year. So there's a new database uh, with uh, Enveronics and uh, JC Williams, I believe, partnered to do this. Uh, so great, uh, a great new database. Can never have enough data, of course, and there's always been a shortage of that. Uh, in Canada, uh, there's an article here from uh, from Bain Consulting, uh, which is their one of their annual reports. They do quarterly reports, and this is a nice deep dive into Amazon, uh, where they're uh, building out an entire ecosystem, everything from Prime to payments. We haven't seen some of these things in Canada yet, but uh, great article there. A nice strategy piece of work from uh, from Bain. Uh, rise of robots, a rise of the robotics. Some research uh, factoids here. Uh, from Canadian Retailer Magazine, and uh, giving Tuesday report, uh, this from uh, partnering with Interac uh, and the Upside Down Foundation, where Canadians value corporate giving 70% of Canadians are more likely to purchase from companies that give back. Uh, so some stats there. Uh, rounding up the week, I guess what we could uh, mention, uh, just in kind of late-breaking news, is uh, NAFTA, USMCA, CUSMA, Whatever it's called uh, is uh, been signed at least by the leaders. I liked uh, appreciated uh, Prime Minister Trudeau's uh, parting shot at, uh, at Trump, uh, where he said, "You know, it's nice to sign this agreement, but you know, you're still dinging us with uh, tariffs for no good reason." Uh, so you know, it'd be nice to get that uh, that settled. I think uh, Canada was um, continues to activate that, so here to to uh, advocate on that. So it was a nice shot across the bow uh, from uh, from our Prime Minister. Uh, so we'll hope for hopefully those uh, tariff and aluminum, um, oh, sorry, the steel and aluminum tariff gets resolved. It's about $3 billion hit to our economy. And, of course, who pays for that? That would be the American consumer. So we'll see how and how and where that comes to roost. Uh, anyway, uh, lastly, I uh, had the opportunity to participate and join uh, the Leger's WOW Experience uh, breakfast session where they released results for Ontario. Congrats. Uh, and this WOW is a, is a customer uh, experience measure they've been doing a long time. They do a, a nice job of measuring in categories uh, across multiple categories. So, see, uh, I'm going to post a bit about that on my uh, on my blog. 
uh, so you can see some of those uh, details. And congrats, shout out to Lee Valley Pennington's M&M uh, Food Market, amongst others, as top 90-plus uh, ranking award winners. Congrats to them. Uh, always uh, great to see. All right, so that's, uh, that's the 19th edition of the Voice of Retail podcast, uh, sponsored by Stream Commerce. Uh, Stream Commerce is uh, North America's fastest Shopify Plus agency. It uh, both comes together and, and talks about your strategy, builds the site on the amazing Shopify platform, which uh, can handle, it seems, uh, any kind of volume. It certainly did well, proving itself in many ways, including uh, the early days of launch around uh, cannabis, for example. I think Ontario and some other provinces used it, and it uh, stood the test for sure. Uh, and uh, so Stream Commerce uh, uses Shopify Plus or builds uh, on the Shopify Plus platform, puts your strategy together, builds it, and then uh, helps you drive traffic. So it's a one and done, led by uh, Ted Starkman and uh, no one better in the agency uh, to talk to, no one better in the agency world and in retail, such a veteran retailer after running uh, the shopping channel for many years. So um, be sure and check them out at streamcommerce.com. All right, till next week, that's the Voice of Retail Podcast.